Hey everyone, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We're at episode 694. This is being recorded on September 14, 2022. I'm Sebastian Peake. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. Six more in 2004. Josh Walworth. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. I'm Brett Van Spurmberg. I couldn't do the six, math. Six more episodes. Fast enough to more. refute that. Are there only six left? Wow. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to, let me get out a numpad real quick and let me, let me oh, I'm that. sorry. Those are TKL is now standard. So you don't have a numpad anymore. Damn it. All right. Forget it. Uh, we need to shout out a new patron as we mentioned that we have a Patreon account, by the way, it's can uh, we do it? com slash PC per. And yes, he can. Bob the builder is now one of our supporters so we can do it yes we can we have with your and we will again just like the detroit lions (laughs) yeah what another three 13 in one season yes we can yes we can thanks bob let's shift things over to josh in laramie wyoming only if you can sing it me it was a raspberry beret the kind you find on the corner of 2nd and Ivinson. Raspberry Beret, and if it was made and born in a barn, it couldn't wear much more. Those are the lyrics. Does that make sense? Okay. Nice. Uh, nice. No, I, I had a burger today called the Raspberry Beret. It doesn't look like much, but it sure was tasty. The Raspberry Beret was comprised of two nice fluffy buns, a layer of crunchy peanut butter on the bottom covered by a single beef patty topped off with a slice of cheddar cheese. And then as a topping, just as in the song, some raspberry jam, but then covered by the top bun. You know, I've always been kind of leery of burgers with peanut butter, but I figure what the hell, you only live once, you can do it. Try something new. Try something that could make your gut upset, but at least you'll remember about everything about it. And uh, it was tasty. I mean, it wasn't incredibly filling because it was not a double patty. But, uh, you know, the, the the peanut butter was, it added a lot to it, especially in terms of texture. It's got to be crunchy. You know what I'm saying? And so the, the mixture of, of sweet and acid with the raspberry jam and cheddar and the, 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 the meat beef flavor was all pretty fantastic. And, you know, while it does not look like much it sure was good josh i'll have to edit what? this into your burger segment so i don't eat meat but my mm-hmm. wife does and mm-hmm. no jokes please and uh we were at a restaurant recently <laughs> this last week That's after cool. we left I th- no it was the next day she's telling me I finally know how Josh feels. Like, what do you mean? She's like, I haven't eaten since yesterday at lunch. Like, I didn't realize that. So we did our own thing for dinner. She didn't have any dinner. She had this. Oh. Is that a pastrami burger? It is no. a it is a massive Reuben. Yeah. And this that's is, a decent Reuben. This is after she ate half of it, and then she was running out of room. She's like, oh, that's so good. So then she just started eating the meat with a fork out and not eating the bread. Yeah, that's fine. Getting so full that she literally did not eat for 24 hours. 
Because so. it was a mixed rye bread as opposed to just the pure dark rye. So it, everything yeah, you're about totally this allowed to skip that success. I can just feel the sweating after half of that sandwich. Oh man, that's mm. a lot of meat. Uh, well, mm. yeah. It's, tell uh, it's Karen that massive, I'm proud. I'm proud of her nice. and her beef yeah. eating skills. Nice. <laughs> In case you've been living under a rock, uh, there have been a number of G-Force rumors in the last few days. As we, Well, first off, what did Zotac do to their logo? That was the first thing I saw off of this. Is this real? I mean, looks pretty reported. real to me. It's being reported on Chinese forums. So, I mean, it looks... It, it, could, looks it could be Photoshop. I'm an expert. Hey, it could be AI generated. I, um, you could I, have <laughs> fed that in and said, give me a G-Force RTX right, give me 4090. 4090. Yes. But wait, wait! Don't go off that. Don't go off the box yet. Go back up. These, these look bit. good. Uh, who cares about the box? Would an AI have come up with "Love Gaming, Power the Win"? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. They would have. Machine translation of whatever. Oh it was, yeah. God! Here are real-looking graphics cards of the boat variety. These are. I mean, massive. They, they look a little taller than what? graphics cards that I'm used to. Uh-huh. If, uh huh. If if you grab that by the end. And then swung it not gently at someone's head, it would cause real damage. Assuming you could lift it, yeah. Speaking of causing damage, let's immediately go to the Lenovo RTX forty ninety pictures that have been circulating. Look at the size of this. Now I thought at first this might be an optical illusion, it might only be a triple slot. No, that is three one and a half. slot. Uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, it is two two slots. <laughs> <laughs> three Three slots and uh, a little bit of extra for the tentacle. And then, and are, then are we are we a little concerned about the power connector? I am. For, I mean, that looks like a single twelve. For those of us, well, no, just, it's, it's it's that next generation PCIe. I yeah, with power sensing, but but a single uh, one, thinner wires, and thinner connectors, and you're pulling. 450 to 600 watts at peak. Yeah. For those listening, Josh, miss- this is a missing- very large graphics card found in Lenovo Legion systems, apparently, when the 4090 will launch. It looks like a Radeon 7, but twice as wide. It takes four slots. The cooler looks to be about a triple slot and a half cooler. It is gargantuan, and it just has that wee little next-gen power connector in the middle of it. And because it's at best at the an actual three-quarter length card, the power input is aesthetically displeasingly right in the middle. I don't think that really matters <laughs> in a pre-built like this. Yeah. Well, okay, not in a pre-built, but it it may matter. Look at the the Zotac one may also be that way. I mean that must be really insane to. I mean, there's no wonder why they're they're going to be charging as much money as there is. They're, the bill of materials is going to be. Nuts. I mean, like 12 heat pipes. And here's why. Because the maximum TGP of a 4090 <laughs> reportedly is 660 watts. That's been reported by multiple sources now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's adjustable. It's configurable. You can have 450 as the default and then up to 660 in the biggest, widest cards. So the uh, 2K power supply... Are the reviews are coming up soon, right? We're going to be two kilowatts now. Yeah, this is, I mean, your minimum, if you're going to have a high-end machine with a high-end CPU 
or graphics yeah. is going to be 12, 12 to 1500. Yeah. Depending on the manufacturer. That's that's hmm. that's silly. And I mean performance is great and all, but boy, we're just pushing that mm-hmm. ragged edge of I mean, you got 70 billion transistors in there and you got to push them. And that takes power. No matter how many gain, how much gain you gain in transistor efficiency, you're just throwing so many more into the mix that those gains. I mean, they're, they're, that's why everybody's talking about performance per watt. Oh, we've increased performance per watt by fifty percent. However, we've <laughs> we've packed sixty uh, percent more transistors in there, and we have to raise our uh, wattage up uh, another you know thirty to forty watt uh, TDP. So, yeah, no, you're. We're, mm-hmm. But, well, you know, they also- have so many internal structures of, of power management and clocking and gating and all of that that they can extract an insane amount of performance without the the chip itself kind of just breaking down as chips did 10 to 15 years ago when we actually had overclocking that made a difference. Um now it's it's all so finely tuned and, and controlled internally uh, with pretty impressive, not only algorithms, but but just designed hardware on the chip that controls, you know, the shutting down and how much power is delivered and when. And, and I mean, it's just really amazing engineering wise what they do. But your pocket and your air conditioning are going to pay a price this next generation with these products because everybody is amping up how much power they consume and how much heat they will produce. Well, and the other thing I'm worried about is the stability of that power. Because when you're getting up that high, a, a, a tiny half a percent, 1% ripple, which wouldn't be noticed on a system drawing 700 watts, is going to really upset a system pulling 1500 like that's the significantly larger uh very voltage even though the percentage is the same so i'm i'm really worried about the stability of these things just like what psu is going to be stable enough to do what these are going to need to do especially when you pair well i mean there's there's a reason why there's a reason why they invented this atx 3.0 is that correct yeah yeah, I think that's the spec. Uh, that's yeah. why they have sensing leads on to graphics card. It would just huh. they have to react very very fast. Yes, and it's. But I see VDroop being a big thing. I know, Those especially as I'm like getting older. Droop is well. I mean, aren't we all? Let's talk about how this episode brought to you by Blue Chews. <laughs> Talk about the problem people are going to have, you know, in a in a regular old house. They're going to be tripping the basement breaker. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you don't need the stove all day for gaming, for sure. You don't want to share dedicated this with, circuit. For you don't want to share this yeah. with the microwave. You don't want to share this with the the blow dryer in the bathroom. Yeah. This has to be a dedicated twenty amp circuit. <clears throat> I I can see uh, power supply makers uh, jumping in on this, or, or sorry, uh, UPS makers. Two inputs off of two separate circuits, and then it'll power your system, and probably not blow fuses all the it time. It seems like a little bit of a liability. I don't know if they want to do that, 
But there will be some people most, rigging their own for sure. Most rooms are only on a single circuit, so that's I, I don't think that's, that's why you get an extension cord from the other room. I went to a LAN party one time, and uh, they didn't have enough power in the room, and so mm-hmm. University of Wyoming dragged oh, in the window. large cables to do. And yeah, we were all gaming and playing, and I went over, and I was like, how hot are these? And I touched, and I couldn't hold on to it. It was so hot. It was like, wow, this this is not safe. <laughs> but it's Just pour funny. some water on it. Cool it off. Yeah. We will get some more definitive <laughs> answers to some of these questions at GTC, which is coming up. The keynote is September 20. I am assuming it's going to be a real It'll Jensen, be in the metaverse again? I don't know what to believe anymore. Is it really him? Okay. Is it an AI? Jensen's jacket will be there. Version of him. Maybe a 15-year younger version of him. His kitchen is fully rendered, of course. Was the kitchen ever really there, or was that just a... a no one needs that many spatulas. Ooh. That's an interesting question. What's this uh, 50% off peak thing? Oh, that oh. uh, plots some pricing of GPUs now. It looks like, based off of where we were on peak, average graphic card prices right now are 50% off since the start of 2022. So, in other words, There's they're back to what they should have been before they yeah, rose. Still a little higher, but... Oh, they're no, still high. <laughs> we started off. We started off in a bad place because everybody wanted more money. But you can oh, see, see the so, plot of the yeah. average selling price. Yeah, we're still not down to that two sixty seven. Need to get to back to that two sixty seven. I like that number a lot better than yeah. five twenty nine. You know, five twenty nine <laughs> is average, and that's honestly that's half of the peak. So it's not wrong, but it's still not down I in did, that, that nice range. I did see a thirty sixty Ti for four hundred and twenty three bucks, which is. Only twenty four dollars off of its actual introductory MSRP. That's that is a good price. Was it advertised as fifty percent off by any chance? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, there was a special today on Shell Shocker with hmm. a regular thirty sixty twelve gig plus a twenty four inch ten eighty p. 165 hertz gaming monitor for 399. That's decent. If you need a monitor, you, you figure it's a $120 monitor. Yeah, that's that's not that's not horrible, especially if you need a monitor. Better than when you guys used to gamble on New Egg, and it was one thing you wanted and something you really didn't mm, want. For- I don't miss that. Don't. And it was never in Canada, so I can make fun of it all I like, because I never even had the chance. You can, and you should, because it should never see the likes of it again. Oh, perfect transition to AMD's Ryzen mobile naming scheme, which AMD apparently admits is a mess. Is this the reason that Robert Halleck left, by the way? Maybe. He wrote the post on this and then disappeared. Something about camels and straws? I doubt it was the... the whole reason, but it might have been one of it, is like, no, don't... Can we just go back to letting the engineers name uh, components again? Those made sense. May I have 20 seconds? Yeah, but you didn't have nearly enough SKUs with engineers in charge. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> bin it down or bin it up. Just don't Sebastian has a, Sebastian officially asked for 20 in, in seconds. This last week, 
uh, I got PR communication from Intel and then saw some stories out there about the fact that they are officially naming 13th gen Intel 13th gen core. Okay, well, since we have multiple architectures, we have previous gen and current gen being sold under the same 13th gen umbrella, we're just going to call it 13th gen. So to me, this is what AMD was doing because they're going to have three architectures on the market simultaneously all under the 7000 umbrella so they came up with well let's just put together this new naming scheme instead of saying here's 5000 6000 and 7000 products again AMD not to has, mention the 4000 which AMD was a rebrand of the 2000 AMD yeah he always does rebrands i don't think so, we're supposed to remember this though <laughs> and look at their low, hey, you look, low end those, graphics cards. You gotta cards. send those wafers to Global Foundries. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, like the uh, what look. is that? The eighty-five seventy mm-hmm. graphics cards, which are never mind. They just wanted one. this naming scheme to be technical and informative. I mean, it's neither wrong. What is that? What they said? What? Yes, literally. Quote. AMD explained their statement. We wanted the system to be technical and informative, such that an enthusiast could quickly, quote unquote, decode the number to see what's inside. Hmm. They may have, they may have missed the mark on this one. Swing and a miss. What, what I what I like about that is that they're talking about enthusiasts. This is not a desktop processor or a graphics card <sighs> add-in board. This is a oh, laptop look. CPU that we, is as mainstream as it gets. This. You need to make talk it. Bring logic this. into it, why don't you? Okay. We said, how do people shop on laptops? What are they looking at? What price. does it cost? Five Josh price. killed that segment last price. week on yep. price. That was one of those transitions. Thanks too. for saying What's... that I killed it. You, you did. did. Josh, dead. you hit it out of the park. If you watch the video version, you'll see Josh say, price. And then everybody's <laughs> just silent. And then it slowly <laughs> fades out. <laughs> And then I just put the word price on the screen. <laughs> so he did. I saw it. The park. Perfect. Nice touch. <laughs> nice touch. Thank you. Thank you. Nice, <clears throat> nice work on the editing, Sebastian. Now, before you get too excited about the power, the raw power of AMD's RX 6400, available in low-profile, tiny fan graphics cards like the one pictured here if you're watching the video, there's only two video outputs. So... Yeah, it's faster than an A380 in gaming. Well, it's only got is two it? video. Is it? I thought it was. I thought a 6400 was sometimes faster than an A380. Yes, the uh, key is sometimes. Okay. The For AMD optimized games, yeah, it was. Uh, and sometimes by a fair margin, to be fair. But there were others that, uh, yeah, the, a- a- the ARC 380 just did not let up. And this is with resizable bar, because uh, they did test a few of without course, the yes. rebar enabled. And, oh yeah, no, the ARC card actually really likes rebar a lot. Okay, uh, Intel uh, but, yeah. said it's a must. It's a must, Jeremy. I know this is uh, it pretty much is. Guru of 3D, so there's going to be a long Yeah, chart. you're going to have to scroll down Do a while here. Do you really here. need a 3090 Ti and a 6950XT on this Hey, if you chart. got the data point on your chart, why get rid of it? Uh, well, just, other than uh, that, have to scroll and points. scroll and oh, there it is, there it is. So, coming in just behind the Radeon R9 Fury. Good lord, is the Fury really that slow? Yeah, and it only has four yeah. uh, gigabytes of remember, memory too. Remember, so most hmm. people are on the 1060 still, so don't don't. Back Dude, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the uh, not the uh, 
RX 580. What was the 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 Vega? I don't. Oh, there's Vega. Vega 56. Yeah, Vega Vega's there. Nicely up the charts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are oh, you right, ready for right, a sidebar? Right. What? The A380. Yes, Judge. Where I've looked is sold out in the United States. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> that Azrock A380 with the four how outputs. Many, how many did they bring in though? I have no idea, but I think it was a significant amount. Yeah. But you know, getting a video card. Even though 3D sucks, you still got four next generation outputs. outputs. That's not that's outputs. not even the selling point. Or Josh. outputs. Or outputs. I know. And hardware. Hell. What is the AV AV one? AV one. Yeah. AV one codec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which could be the next frontier. God, they need, to, they need to pump. They need to pump that into the market very badly because there is a market for it. Mm. There's demand. Yeah. If only we knew some sort of performance like, strategist that would be uh, into that. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. was asking I mean, about Radeon 7 on this crap. chart, by the way. It's right up there with the 5700 XT, where it always is. Yeah. Actually, the 5700 XT is often faster. Should be the t- yep. Jeremy, 1080 Ti range. Yeah. Those are their their neighbors, more or less. This is one game at one resolution. Let's look at Far Cry 6, very AMD-friendly typically is the Far Cry series. Let's see how it stacks up. 6400 is at 47 frames per second at these settings, whatever they may be, which is tied with the, an RX 570. Where is a 480, the a more or less. 380. Well, see, they didn't include it on all of their charts, unfortunately, which was quite upsetting. And oh. I did have to mix a couple of reviews together, uh, which I swear I linked to in the other one. Uh, but essentially what you're seeing is a trade back and forth between the A380 and the 6400 at 1080p. Now, when you went higher, of course, the performance is abysmal when you're at 1440p or 4K. Well, and I don't even think they did 4K, but 1440p. But that's not the point. The point is that the ARC card has four outputs. So you're running at multi-monitor display. And the ability for it to perform better at higher resolutions, not necessarily in gaming, but in usefulness, really makes the point uh, that Josh has made before too, that yeah, this is the new Matrox, multi-headed display for when you've got to drive several different monitors. You're not gaming, you're working. But uh, considering they're both about the same price, the AMD card is usually actually a little bit higher. Yes. and it has fewer outputs. It's like, on yeah, average, two, two outputs. Two. Yeah. yeah, and if you think about it, Intel has another advantage in that they have so many integrated graphics. They're actual Windows 10 and 11 desktop drivers are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. But it's what it is. <sighs> so, yeah, pretty if you good, what do you... On these, what are you comparing it to? When you say pretty what? good, what do you when you say they're pretty good? What are you comparing it to? I think desktop, uh, yeah, drivers for yeah actual Windows Ten, Windows Eleven, not three D games. Uh, they're they're at Nvidia level. Okay, yeah. I mean, when's the last so, time you had some user with an Intel based graphics laptop complain about video issues? No, that's not uh, they well. About. No, that's, yeah, they, <laughs> three years. I mean, they, they, they were pretty bad there for a while, but 
things are. Ah, uh, you haven't better. deployed any of the new Dells. Oh boy. Yeah, it's 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 not uh, wonderful. Does it have? It's the not a horrible. Or no, whatever the hell no, it's, it's the onboard. Okay, it's the onboard. I think it's a dri- it's purely a driver thing. I think, but yeah, the fifty four twenties that are coming out right now are just well, and the battery and the not installing the storage all the time. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a horrible time. Right yeah, now. it sounds like a Dell problem. Yeah, it's a Dell problem. It's awesome, because but it's also an HP problem hmm. and an Acer problem. And a yeah, problem mirror is, is reminding us of the abomination called Optimus uh, where Nvidia tried to hold hands with Intel with <laughs> yeah oh god let's not revisit those times let's move along to a story about Windows 11 failing again what are they failing at this time just as an operating system in general uh, well if you're new to Windows 11 and you know wanted to try it out and so you set up a Microsoft account, as it forces you to do. Uh, it's going to tell you you're not allowed to sign in after you set up the account. Microsoft says that, no, don't worry. The issue only affects newly added Microsoft account users. Yeah, so welcome to Windows 11. You're not allowed to use it. Yeah, Fine. it's it's brilliant. They, they did stress this doesn't work on, this doesn't bug doesn't exist on Active Directory Azure accounts, to which the rest of the corporate world's going, Oh, yeah, you guys are still pushing Windows 11, aren't you? Um, that's nice. Let us know when the next one comes out. Um, so, yeah, it's just welcome to Windows 11, and the first thing you get is a sign-in error. <laughs> but don't worry, reboot, which would be the first thing that everyone does, and then maybe you'll be allowed to sign in. It's just... You, you, you it's don't it's realize... It's No, they're <laughs> gifted. But they're gifted at just annoying the hell out of people. The it, I don't get. I want Windows ninety eight SE again, and novel <laughs> networks through my networking. Let's quickly look at a very slim keyboard from Corsair. We don't have one; it's not out yet. It's ultra low profile. I looked at a thin Cherry branded Cherry MX low profile keyboard a while back. This is Cherry MX ultra low profile. And what that means is total key travel is only 1.8 millimeters. Even the low profile is 3.2. That is so low. Is this the first keyboard with these switches? I don't know. It's the K100 Air. So when that comes out on October 4th, for some mystery price, which has not been revealed yet, I will be very curious to try one out. But Does this remind you of the uh, Doctor Who episode? The End of the World, Season 1, Episode 2. The very, very thin lady. Look how thin she is. Thin and Moisturize me. Yes. We will wrap up the news with some more sort of self-evident stuff. Well, via video cards, of course, because that's where we get most of our rumors or reports. Did you just on... say wrap up the nudes? Because yes, yep, yeah, I'm 100 yes. behind that. The news. Yeah. Yep, yep. 13th Gen Core was uh, accidentally leaked by Intel's own Canadian, looks like Intel.ca. Uh, thanks, Canada website. You're welcome. So 13600K, up to 5.1 gigahertz P Core Max, 14 cores, 20 threads. Then you have the i7 13700K up to 5.3 gigahertz, 16 core, 24 thread, and then the 
13900K, which is going to be 24 core, 32 thread. Kent, are you regretting that 12900KS? Ouch. Yet. Ouch. That was harsh. That was harsh. But the truth hurts sometimes. And if you're buying 12th gen now, you're going to regret it later. Ken deserves all the pain. Kent Kent deserves all the pain. And well, Ken does as well. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He never did get in that barrel of mineral oil. So, yeah. No. No. Okay. Let's move to gaming quick hits. Somebody. Ironwood Studios. What the heck is this about? Range Pacific Drive. Yeah. So the game is called Pacific Drive, and you're driving around in the Pacific Northwest, which if anyone's done, realizes it's a really bad idea to go off-roading because the trees are very large and quite closely clustered. But what if it was also sort of a stalker-like anomaly zone? And uh, I've only seen the, the demo, but Rock Piper's shotgun got a little bit more of a look into it. And they describe you as playing an off-brand Egon Spengler, at which point, like, <laughs> I'm already done. Uh, you're driving an old woody station wagon through the Olympia exclusion zone, where you've got sort of, like, stalker stuff going on, uh, weird uh, anomalies coming in. And it's not just, like, beastie stuff. It's... The landscape actually changes. Huge columns of rock shoot out. Uh, there was this weird little underwater or underground buzzsaw thing that cut across a road at one point. But apparently that's permanent. So you're, you're, the actual environments you're in changes over time. And, you know, they, they also build as a rogue light in that, uh, you know, every time it's going to be different. But, uh, yeah, it's just the idea that you've got this car. It's customizable. You upgrade it as you're exploring it, and it reminds me of, and as I started out babbling in the post, the old car-based ridiculous games. Interstate 76 was freaking brilliant. Never get out of the car. We don't do those anymore. You do sort of road combat games, but no, it's more uh, Josh's bread and butter of Gran Turismo and Dirt Rally and that, where it's, it's serious racing. I don't want serious racing. I want silliness. Tech Power Up has a look at Red Dead Redemption 2 DLSS versus FSR 2.0. So check that out. There's screenshots. There's this is an official official FSR 2.0. There was sort of a, an, I don't want to say open source, but a community, uh, a community uh, way of, of getting FSR 2.0 into... DLSS sucks. Look, it totally erased that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it messes the sky up. Well, yeah, these are from two different runs, but yes, I. Uh... Well, the guy on the horseback is gone too. Okay, <laughs> look at that. Look at how much darker the the wires are. In fact, look how much darker everything is. Yeah, no, but they're uh, thick. Well, no, not not everything. What about this? Go back. I no, the balcony on the uh, saloon there. Is actually much better rendered, but in which one? Yeah, I don't even know which one is which. Is is this left? If I scroll over to the right, that's am F- I looking at DLSS. That's DLSS. Okay. Yeah, DLSS. that's that's all DLSS except for that small yeah. space. Okay, but yeah, I mean the wire thickness between the two is actually kind yeah. of 
I yeah, and the, the definition on that saloon is not bad. With the yeah, look at the wires distance. in the background. Oh, look, they yep. totally disappear with DLSS. They're still yeah, there. Yeah, they just fade just, out there. It is. They're middle kind of distance chunky stuff with the FSR. They the sure more footage was better. of the uh, wires. It's almost like one company sells a graphics card with more memory than the other one. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That was low. But uh, seriously, middle distance stuff turned out to be a little bit better in FSR 2, DLSS. Okay. Was still very good when this latest version, but FSR 2.0 is extremely playable and is a real competitor. There was little shimmering and oscillating in at certain resolutions with certain parts of the uh, of the game, which is different from the Community Edition FSR 2.0. But it's really a worthwhile um, addition and shows that FSR 2.0, which is doing a lot of it in software, is a significant competitor to DLSS. So, oh, you know what else is. XESS. Hmm. I don't know. I've heard good soon. things about XESS, especially on social mm. media. Mm-hmm. Social oh, media. Well, uh, Intel Clearly is it's true that XESS is well, obviously you can believe everything it's on true. the internet. It's true. Allowed to lie. It's totally true. Then you can use it. Say you have an NVIDIA graphics card. You can use XESS. You can use it with your NVIDIA graphics card. You don't need to use DLSS. Right. Road Warden. What is it? Well, it's a game that someone uh, just. Uh, pointed out to me uh, just before the show. It looks like an interesting uh, sort of RPG, but they also talk about mixing in visual novels and interactive fiction. So they've done something interesting. But the key is, look, download Road Warden demo. You can download a demo before buying it for like 10 or 12 bucks. Uh, But I will happily, even if it's a horrible game, anyone who offers a demo to let you try it out before I am 100% behind this used to be a thing we used to wait in line to go buy our PC mag to get the newest demo disc to find out which games we were going to buy and which ones we weren't okay I'm exaggerating a little bit but uh, where did demos need to come back it's a brilliant way to get people to either you know realize yeah I don't like this I might still shoot you the 10 bucks anyways because you did something interesting it's just not for me or it's like well that's interesting and a lot of fun and you know if only if only there was a magazine that you could buy that had a demo blu-ray included that had a portion of of benchmarks and next generation game demos on it that you can easily just plug into your computer through the optical drive and if load and, and play it Josh, people had an we're getting drive. old aren't we <laughs> Look, if, if you got demo discs, you get stuff like this this PC Gamer disc 5.10 I find my camera here you're, you're making me pull it out aren't you this is the classic games collection 12 complete games Yours for the price of the magazine, you get XCOM UFO Defense, King's Quest, Alone Ooh. in the Dark, Secret of Monkey Ooh. Island, Duke Nukem 2, Links, The Challenge of Golf, Descent, Terminal Velocity, oh, yeah? Commander, Ultima 1, Ultima Underworld, Road and Track Presents the Need for Speed. Oh, Ultra plus Underworld, the exclusive Daikatana demo. Ooh. Oh, and that game gonna be the turned next, out so well. It's going to be the next hot. It's going to make title. you its. Be something. It's gonna make you its bitch. Oh yeah, so that's right. Which which one's that, Jeremy? 
Uh, that's the one with Soldier of Fortune, Messiah. No, no, no. What number? Roll Cage, uh, Maximum CD, June two thousand. Hold that up again. I have oh, because I have. Well, that's just the first one I grabbed. Bios Five Personal <laughs> on there. Thief, Ooh, the Metal Maximum Age, CD, O, one. Oh, wow! But before Maximum PC turned into Maximum PC, they turned in. They they were boot, and this yep, is my they first were boot number fourteen. So I only missed it by a year and two months. But yeah, this one has Outpost Two, Panzer General Two, X Car, mm. Experimental Racing, uh, Constructor, Dark Colony, Fallout, the original Fallout, Fallout yes. One, wow. Hot Metal Pro, Lords of the Realm, Siege Pack One, Outpost Two, yeah. Hey, I like Lords of the Realm. That was a good game. So anyway, yeah, I why I still have this because I'm dumb. And no, I like well, no, so you can because pull it out care. tonight. Because make everybody feel old. No. Oh, John Romero. We still love you, but Dai Katana was just not. It's time for Security Corner. And Cisco, they want to be like Apple, which means you need to buy new hardware because they're not going to support <laughs> your old broken stuff anymore. Or does that mean that they're sending you updates that intentionally cripple it so that you have to buy new hardware? Well, well they, haven't, they haven't admitted to that yet, but uh, it would not surprise me. Because like this is ridiculous. Like one of the uh, routers on this list, there's four of them. It reached end of life this year, and these are small business freaking routers. How often do you replace the modem that your ISP gave you? How Never. often do does your company like pay to replace the routers unless they die completely? Never. And as a benefit. These are all VPN freaking routers or firewall devices. So it's not just that it's your router. It's your it's, it's your IP security VPN. And Cisco has said, you know what? These are end of life. They're as uh, if you can go back a few podcasts, you can hear about the wonderful uh, vulnerabilities that have come up with Cisco this year. Uh, Cisco is just like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to bother patching them you're encouraged to buy a new Cisco product, which we will totally support for a really long time. Wink, wink. Oh, nudge, sure. Nudge. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, this is from Linksys for a cheap-ass $100 router. All right. That's one thing. From Cisco? Seriously? Like, enterprise routers from Cisco, they're probably older than some of the people I work with. But they still work, and they're still sort of supported, although you got to get second or third level before they're like, yeah, I don't know what that is. It's, it's, I think it's really old. But eventually they'll figure it out. So, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. Although, on the other hand, if you're still running wireless N, you should upgrade. Like, beg, plead, yes. pour water on them, like, do something to upgrade. But... That's just because you should, not because you're forced to. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed by Cisco on a general level, and this is just dirty pool. Yeah, the fact that they won't patch it for a company like Cisco is... Yeah. It just seems... It just yeah, but it's, it's not really Cisco. It's mm. the company bought by Cisco. Okay, otherwise you're right. Otherwise known as Linksys. Yeah, as otherwise yeah, known as it's, Linksys. It's, 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 but, 
These are rebadge Linksys equipment. Is that is that your implication here? More or less, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cisco right. bought them out, but at the same oh, yeah, time, you're now Cisco. It's a Cisco yeah. named, and it says Cisco on it. It doesn't say Linksys right. on it. It says right. Cisco on right. it. Right, right, right. So you're just, yeah, you're, it's it's not good PR. It's not good anything. Our next security. Because let me tell you, if I'd have bought stock in Cisco in 1991, I wouldn't be, be on this. You wouldn't be here. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> wouldn't be here. Wouldn't be talking. You would have bought some an Apple too. Bit in IBM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineties were it's the wild. Been on a few Super Bowls. Stocks. Anyway, moving along. GIF shell attack creates reverse shell using Microsoft Team GIF. It's pronounced Jeff. Oh no! Oh, how embarrassing! <laughs> All right, kick him off. Kick him off. <laughs> GIF. Wait, yeah. which one? Me? Can I leave? Please. No. I have to the one who the thinks it's peanut butter. butter. My camera and not, it's not videos. GIF. That's that's peanut butter. Yeah, GIF is peanut butter. GIF is spelled with a J. Which is funny because I never mind. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's a new tech technique called GIF shell, which allows threat actors to abuse Microsoft Teams for novel phishing attacks and covertly executing commands to steal data using, you guessed it, GIFs. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Graphical interchange format or yeah. graphical yeah. interchange it graphical format? Yeah, is it graphical or graphical? Jo- uh, Jeremy got it right. Like last time, he said, "Is it a giraffe or a giraffe?" Wait a minute. Then GIF giraffe. This is not no. Me. I think you said that. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm backwards. Uh, but I, I believe that it's it's GIF. <laughs> well, said, yeah. The, the, yeah. It's graphical. Is it a giraffe? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. My IQ is very low. You proved your me. point. <laughs> it's GIF. It's graphical GIF. GIF. Yeah, graphical. That's what graphical. I meant. Graphical. Graphical. Oh lord. I like Jurassic Park. Just think no, about the, okay, my favorite. You give gifts to people. You give gifts to people, and if you take the T off of gift, it's GIF. Mofo. That's not bad. Let's go with that. All right. Yeah, all right. Better. I'll just erase all the other stuff where I look like a fool. And, <laughs> and that, too. I'll erase everything where I'm speaking. You can actually see the pull quote right now, for those of you watching the visual podcast. As the data exfiltration is done through Microsoft's own servers, the traffic will be harder to detect by security software. <laughs> Because it's coming from It's Microsoft. literally flagged oh, as perfect. legitimate. Uh, the, the only good news is this has to be an ex- uh, a team that accepts both internal and external. But, yeah, it's just, wow. It, you can make attachments look like whatever the hell you want. You, you can just about do whatever you feel like by sending a, a GIF over... Uh, teams in, a, in an externally facing team right now and Microsoft is aiding and abetting so they're base64 encoded gifts they don't scan those malicious commands can be delivered within them please you remember posed. steganography do you do you remember steganography no. embedding code or secret messages within a, a picture this is oh, yeah. ancient oh, yes. tech yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yes. Literally, 
been an attack vector for forever. And yeah, now even Teams is participating in it. Ah. Okay, one more. Rabble, rabble. One more story. One more. Mm. And this one I labeled as just so Jeremy. That's so Jeremy. Wait, TikTok. What is this? A hardware solution to monitor the microphone monitoring you. Yeah, but you have to have a Raspberry Pi. Those are unobtaining them right now. Uh, actually, they're getting a little better, but still, you're not wrong. Uh, you also need uh, software-defined radio and a uh, radio frequency amplifier. Oh, and a near-field probe. <laughs> they, they are plant. This is a university <laughs> project. Okay. Right? okay. These are. This is a, a com- combination between the National University of Singapore and Yonsei University in the Republic of Korea, the South one, not the the Democratic Republic. Uh, but what they did was figure out a way to use this to determine if a microphone is active in your local area, like personal field. So is my TV listening to me right now? Is Alexa listening to me? Is my cell phone listening to me? Because unlike video, you can't just put a piece of tape over it and know. They've figured out how to do it. Uh, they're planning on building it into a USB drive which honestly is not impossible. Like SDR is not hard to do on a small, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on a, a small uh, EEPROM. Uh, and the near field probe is probably going to be the only tough part. But then again, you know, you need, microphones are built into everything now. You can't unplug <laughs> it. And if you break it, it, yeah, that's the problem. So how do you figure out if it's working or not? So like this is their idea. Or your webcam. Yeah. They've figured out the process. They've got the proof of concept of how to do it. They just need to shrink it now. But I mean, in a, it's 50% brilliance and 50% oops. They called the solution TikTok. I can't imagine why. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're going to have to change that name. But I have a feeling that's might have been an inspiration as to whether or not you want to know if your microphone is active or not? So yeah, it's it's going to be the uh, a little bit clunkier than the piece of tape over your camera, but it's interesting because, as we have seen, in all too many security corners, everything is listening to you all the bloody time, whether you tell it to or not. Let's move to picks of the week, Josh. Get us me. Started. I don't know. You do I don't know. care anymore. Come on, it's a good deal. It's also pointless. You need one now because of your spill earlier. <laughs> Nobody knows the trouble he's seen. Anyway. Nobody knows the sorrow. So, uh, there's a, a special on these EVGA mechanical keyboards with Khalil switches. 40 bucks. Usually 130 bucks. Uh, it's got RGB lighting controls. It's got the number keys. Hell yeah. Peanut keys. butter jelly time, man. Linear switches. Mm-hmm. Z15s. Padded. Look at that. Even got a palm rest. Rest. Palm oh, linear rest. switches. Look at that. It looks it's pretty even, fat. Uh, I think a brushed uh, alloy uh, face cover with the, with mm. the keys. And Is it's this all an aluminum lit and it's top frame? Maybe. 
Do you see those radius corners? Don't care. It's 40 bucks. It's powered it's by 40... an ARM Cortex M33. Ooh, that well, power. that means you can program your keys and then Thousand walk away. And well, megahertz. What is the sampling yeah. rate? Hertz, not 4, megahertz. 1,000 hertz. hertz. I don't know. Four I don't care. Like, yeah, oh, like no, 4,000 hertz. It's a mechanical gamer. keyboard from a name brand. I take it back. It said 4,000 hertz pulling rate. Yes. Ooh. Yes. It's, it's Jeez, 40 high. bucks for all that? Are you I kidding know. me? You don't on, even buy need... it now. Yeah. Buy it now. Yeah. You don't need the adapter from last week to get your 4,000 hertz pulling rate. It's built right in. And apparently Mir says that keyboard is cheaper direct from EVGA. Really? Okay. 29 bucks. Good. Wow. Sounds like they're getting out of the keyboard market. Mm. Uh, or maybe. At least it's pronounced this one. It's a, it's a fire towel. I don't care. Nah. I got it from Prime. Fire I sale. get it two dates. Good mm. for you. Anyway. Yeah, that's my pick. And Vale, you're wrong. It's pronounced Rocket. What, he's the Herbie Hancock kale jokes. Song? No, he's making Kale jokes. This is really Oh, I, I said Khalil instead of Kale. Sorry, Vale. Khalil Mack, yes. Kale says Vale. Uh, this is loading very strangely, but look at these prices. What? Whatever what is this going is, here? $10. $9 for that. $19.34.99. Uh, yeah, they're getting what out of go, go to sound cards. Go to sound cards. I think those are all gone already. Oh. What is happening with this site? Have you tried F5? Try my laptop. My laptop's about to die, so it's on its ultra-low power mode. Hmm. I'm guessing. Anyway. I wonder if that's related. Everything else loaded fine, though. I need to check out some of those keyboards. I might want to grab one. I guess All it's right. on the B-stock? Yeah, it's it's B-stock side for... Okay. For, uh, for 30 bucks. But it's only 35 uh, So, yeah, if you want new. brand new... Non B, then okay. get it from Newegg or Amazon, which are the same price. Excellent, Jeremy, you're okay. Excellent. RS two thirty two isn't dead. In fact, it should never die. Like serial port is just so handy. But uh, this was a project that was brought to my attention via Twitter this week. Which is a Wii modem. Uh, the Wii stands for wireless because you can wirelessly interface with this as well. Uh, but it's a ancient 232. Uh, yes, I mean, <laughs> aren't they making one of those for the Commodore 64 as well? Uh, it does the Commodore 64. You can attach it to an Atari ST. All the old Apples, the Tandys, the Ataris, ColecoVision. All of those Ooh. ran off of old can I get uh, it RS. On my Amiga. On my Amiga. Can I get it on there? Uh, Probably. It's got a two th- RS-232 part? It does. Then, yes, you can. Because this thing, it, it accepts all of the old interfaces. And it runs. For, it it also has a variable baud rate. It'll go as low as three hundred baud because there were some ancient ones that got upset if you went faster than that. To the uh, good old double shotgun, uh, one hundred and fifteen thousand two hundred baud. The, the double shotgun sixty four, uh, and of course you know the terminal you're using is going to determine that. But it will do just about 
any of the old freaking protocols to talk to anything you want. And just because they could, they threw an OLED on the top of this chip so that you can see what's going on. <laughs> like This is the ancient technology that has come back and it's brilliant. You got to be kind of weird to want to play with it, but uh, you're watching this podcast, so, well, you know. Yeah, that, that stereo <laughs> port technology. I remember when the, uh, the PS1 was released and, and they had those... Uh, uh, UART chips, and you could literally rewire them into a modern computer. Still works. Yep. Basically, this is a non-computer piece. For those of you who's, who, and as I talked about with Sebastian... Are a bit of a knob? Show, are a bit of a knob and want to save the manual gearbox in their car, but are looking for something a little bit more special in their manual gearbox-driven vehicle... This is what you want. This is a custom gearbox shifter that you can order from sportshifters.com that allows you to set the, the, the dome top. The, it'll allow you to upload a custom engraving. It'll allow you to pick the, the material. It'll allow you to uh, set which vehicle it gets connected to. And this is exactly what I wanted for my particular car. Uh, I looked all around and I happened to see this. Somebody suggested it and it's going to fit my car coloring. So you can get yourself a custom designed shift knob for your car, a knob for those who want to feel a solid, a solid shifter. You know what? For the enthusiast, eh, price really doesn't matter. $152 for a knob. It doesn't matter. Why didn't you pick the joystick? No. It's right no. there. Well, we're gonna we'll talk about this at some other time. This is another day. Yeah, this is the obviously Thrustmaster. Thrustmaster Hotas. Hotas. A little bit more. Clearly, a little bit more computer related, but this was something that I also just ordered, so I wanted to share it with people. For the car enthusiast among you, saving the manuals, one gearbox at a time. God, just end it already. Yeah, Josh, can you give us an outro, please? We would like to thank you all for joining us this evening's podcast of the PC Perspective podcast. But I repeat myself, and so I will, of course, repeat myself and say thank you for joining our PC Perspective podcast number 694 podcast <laughs>